This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And today kicks off the first official episode of having two episodes a week. And I'm really excited about this because I've been wanting a way to weave some of our teachings into this platform. And I've been wanting to add this second episode for a while. And I, just like you, am always trying to figure out how to do that. Like I am not, I don't have a magic wand to be able to make everything work. And I definitely prioritize balance. And I haven't found a balanced way to weave this in until now. And I learned a few things. I moved things around. I decided to focus on really planning the content I want to share. And all of a sudden, it feels like there's, I have the bandwidth. I have enough support from my team to create an extra podcast every week. And I'm so excited. So I hope you are too. So I wanted to share with you something that I teach. And it's a tool that's part of the flow planning method. And it really has and does on a regular basis change everything for me. In fact, this same tool is really what has made being able to create this extra episode each week possible and will continue to make it possible because this is a tool that I use often. And I'm really thinking about how often all of us get a download or an idea or just feel really inspired by something, but we struggle to bring it to life because our plate is so full. Has that ever happened to you? And I find that this gets even a little bit more challenging when we are committed to a life of balance, where when we really want a life that we're there for those we love, we're there for our spouse, our kids, our parents, our friends, all the different people, ourselves, right? And where we're not going to get burned out. So it could be a download in any area. It could be in work. It could be around our home, around our health. And yet it just feels so big that we can't possibly understand how we're going to make space for it. I've been there. I have those all the time, actually. <laughs> and one of the tools that's really helped me, really kickstarted the whole flow planning method and my own health transformation 14 years ago. And it really has helped me every day since. And it's become known as the Today Sheet. It's one of our planning pages. It's in the Flow Planner. 
But actually, in the show notes of this episode, you can go download it as well so that you can use it and see if you like it. But this is really where I started. So a few years ago, and actually, I feel like a few years ago, it's kind of like I'm saying that in COVID time because it was really kind of like seven years ago. (laughs) I went on a road trip to promote my book, Plan Simple Meals. Let me think if it was seven years ago. So I have a son who just finished his freshman year in college. And he was in seventh grade. So it was about six or seven years ago. And I thought on this book tour where I had written this book called Plan Simple Meals that I would be teaching all about meal planning and how to feed your kids and yourself really well with healthy food. And mind you, I wrote this book because it's what I needed. But just like four years before I wrote this book, I was not the healthiest person on the planet. Like, at all. And so I really wrote this as just a combination of all the things that I wished I had had in order to live the healthiest version of my life and also be able to pass that on to my kids because everything felt really segmented at the time that I wrote the book. And so when I was on the book tour thinking about, you know, talking about kale and dinner and how to get your kids to eat their vegetables, Instead of getting health questions, instead of feeling like that's what I even wanted to answer, I kept getting the question of, well, how do I find the time? There just never seems to be the time. And I would consistently, night after night after night, because I would homeschool and have adventures with my kids during the days and speak mostly at schools and conferences in the evenings. And I would just consistently be amongst a sea of women who were frustrated because they literally couldn't figure out how to get to work, to get their kids, to get home, to make dinner, right? It was like, how could I do all these things in one day? And I realized that it wasn't about the dinner, that actually a lot of the people I was talking to knew a lot more cool things to do with kale than I even knew at that moment. And it wasn't about that for them. And the question came up so many times that I just knew that we had to do something to respond to it. And I kept thinking back to my own life and how I created a situation where I wrote this book, right? And The book came about because I had released close to 80 pounds and I had taken my kids out of school and like none of these were without like a lot of obstacles. You know, when I changed my food, I didn't know how to cook. When I wrote the book, I was somebody who had told herself her whole life I wasn't a writer. In fact, I'm dyslexic and slightly hard for me to concentrate and all the things. I had so many stories and yet I created a book that was an international bestseller. And then I took my kids out of school for a year and I would have called myself the least likely person ever to homeschool. It was one of the things that I invested in early. I sent my kids to a Waldorf school because I knew I wanted something different, but I just knew that I loved what I did and I didn't want to homeschool them. And so all these things kept happening. And I started realizing that it was all about time. 
And how can we create more of it so that we can exercise the amount that we want to so that you could write a book or launch something new in your business or declutter your house or spend time with your kids or get back into a hobby that you loved or want to even see if you love, right? Maybe it's something new, dancing, photography, maybe it's a meditation practice. There's just so many things that so many of us almost crave adding into our life and yet it's hard to find the time. So I believe we all have the time we need to make the changes that we want, but we don't always see it. And why is that? I think it's because we're so busy doing everything and there's too much noise around us to notice what it is that we need to do. So doing like doing all the things that we do on a daily basis, and even doing some of the things that we're craving doing, like the energy of doing is necessary. But I believe it needs to be balanced by being energy. I think that that's what a lot of us are missing. And another way to look at this is that the doing is masculine energy, and we live in a very masculine world. And one of the things that we might need to get comfortable in is with the feminine and bringing it into how we think of time. So what that looks like is rather than starting from a long to-do list that maybe you feel detached from, we start by getting centered and allowing a vision to come forward. So that is a very feminine gesture, getting centered and allowing a vision to come forward. And then we start to make decisions in a different way because we're centered when we're making them versus being frazzled or overwhelmed or depleted or all the things that we're feeling on a daily basis, right? So we might even choose some of the same things, but we're choosing them from a different energy, from a place of feeling really centered. And then we're better able to understand how they fit together because we've decided in a different way. And this is how we're constantly playing in the flow planning method, whether we're thinking about a month, a season, or a day as we're going to get more into in a sec. So once we have a vision and we've scheduled it, then we get to follow through and The follow through once you've started with that centered and visioned energy is really, really different because we're not working from the assumption that every day is the same. We're not working from the assumption that like we work from nine to five. We're really recognizing where exactly we are in our own like our own individual seasons and cycles. And I think that that's really important in learning how to bend time, which is something I say that we can do often. So yes, we all have the same 24 hours, but when we're really aligned, it really feels as though we're bending time. So I struggled to answer the question that women were asking me about how to find time. Because as I was making a lot of the big changes that went into the book, first changing my food, then writing the book, then taking my kids on the road, which were all the three questions that were the biggest ones I was getting from the audience, it kept seeming like when I was making these big choices, there was time. And I kept coming back to that because if I really look back on my life, that wasn't always the case, but I could keep going back to big things and seeing like I always, I never felt like there wasn't enough time 
until I got really stressed out about something. And so I really kept feeling like there was time to learn how to cook. There was time to eat raw vegan, which literally made no sense, and also be a great mom at the same time and build a graphic design company. There was time to write a book as a dyslexic human, right? There was time to educate my kids on the road. Like I kept feeling like there was time. And I had always been told that I had ADHD or that I was just, in quotations, I would say creative because finishing on time or early or at all, it was just literally not my thing. But in the case of these important life things, I was doing really well. And so I wanted to really unpack that and understand what was working with me. So I went back to the health change, which to me felt like the big thing. So at the time I made my big health change, I was running a design company that was doing really well. I had a husband. I mean, I still have the same husband, but I had, you know, more newly married, but I had married the guy who I met in high school, who I loved dearly. We had three amazing kids. We still do. And I was also absolutely exhausted and 70 pounds heavier than I had ever been before my three pregnancies. And I just remember this day that you all have probably heard about if you've been around where I stared across at the stack of coffee cups and wondered how I could have no energy. I mean, y'all, I had just had seven cups of coffee in the course of like five hours. And so I feel like Starbucks promised me better than that. But in fact, I was very depleted. So that was when I was like, all right, if coffee can't fix this, I have to figure out what's next. Like I have to figure out what gives, like what's happening. And that is when I drew a line in the sand. And I knew it was time to, I would say, really get healthy. So this wasn't about how I looked. This was really about wholly feeling healthy. And at the time, I feel like I had a deep understanding of this. I don't know that I had words for it. I definitely was a little bit more aware of the weight than the fact that I wasn't healthy. I actually didn't really realize at the time that I wasn't healthy. But what happened is I started getting really clear on what I wanted, like really clear. And we're talking about in a three-hour period (laughs) and what was essential. And the first step I took in that three hours was asked everyone in my office, what would they do? if they wanted to get healthy. And like four people were like, you should go check out the new yoga studio that just opened up. And this was at a time when yoga was still in church basements. So this like fancy smancy hot yoga studio had just opened up in the neighborhood. And I called the babysitter, which was very out of character for me and said that I was going to be a little bit late. And I decided to take care of myself instead of work or home, right? So up until that point, there was work or home that taking care of myself wasn't necessarily top priority at this moment, obviously, because that's why I was in this predicament. And this yoga class, it literally blew my mind. I think I cried. It was such a release. And by the end of it, I mean, it was so hard. It was a hot yoga class. So it was like bajillion degrees inside. And I didn't know how to do anything. And I probably lied flat on my back for a good portion of it. But even as an introvert and somebody who like wasn't at the time, you guys probably don't believe this about me because I interview people all the time, but I wasn't really outgoing at all. I still am a little bit like my husband will introduce himself to anybody. That is not my MO. But really, it wasn't my MO at this time. But I went and introduced myself to the teacher And I told her, I basically think I said I had a design company and that I was so excited to finally get healthy. And she said, just come to my house tomorrow. 
I know how to get you healthy and I need a website. And I was like, sold. So I went to her house and she showed me this new way of eating, which this is not what I recommend for everybody, but I will tell you because I get asked it whenever I just say it and don't say it. But basically at the time she was telling me to go raw vegan and I am not raw vegan anymore, just for the record. But I did spend like two years that way. And it was a really great way for me to learn new yummy recipes that didn't have a lot of sugar, that didn't utilize processed food or animal products. And that really for me, it was most important that they were gluten and dairy free. So Ever since that day, 14 years ago, I've been gluten and dairy-free. I've definitely had bouts with sugar, and I've definitely eaten cooked food and brought coffee, even coffee back in at certain moments, but I've never had those two things again, and that was really, really important to me. And so she showed me this new way of eating. And by the way, her name is Taylor Wells. I'm not like keeping her a secret. And she's actually been on the podcast, so if you go to the show notes, you can get a link to that. And One of the things, and Taylor, if you're listening to this, I say this with utmost respect, but she wasn't a cook by nature, which was actually really helpful because I didn't even know how to cook. I didn't know how to cook well. So what she gave me was like really doable because she didn't necessarily love being in the kitchen either, but she loved the food she was eating. So she told me what to eat for a day and I shifted what I needed to shift, which was actually a lot. And I followed this new routine every day. And it was a lot about getting my minerals back up and eating a lot of nutrients that I wasn't getting and figuring out the order that I was eating foods so that I could absorb them. A lot of the messaging, I mean, Tess is definitely a cook. So there's a lot of recipes there, which is different than my first experience. But the framework that Tess's programs go in definitely falls with what I did, which is why I love them and share them. I feel like she's the modern version, an official version of what I did. Taylor does not do this work anymore. And so Tess is who I recommend to a lot of people about the food piece. And I just really grabbed on at that point to a simple, repeatable way of eating. And it really transformed my health. And that was really my first doable change. And I'm going to record a whole episode. That's going to be one of these on doable changes. So we'll get back to that soon. And I tell people all the time that the weight melted off because that's what I talked about most at the time, to be honest. But as I started to really ask myself a lot of questions about this, you know, second was my allergies went away, my energy went up. If I, you know, tracked myself over time, I didn't get ear infections afterwards. And one of the most important things that came out of the switch was that literally after a week, I felt like I had gone to 15 years of therapy. And I made the change in food. What I realized is I kept doing, like trying to get to the bottom of it, as I realized the change wasn't really about the food. It was about really choosing to take care of myself. It was about what I needed and really learning to make change happen, which was something I hadn't been so great at before that day. I was so focused and so sure that even though other things might have come in my path, I literally couldn't see them at the moment. And so when I started to go back, I was like, oh, so I was really focused. And then I was like, and oh, Taylor told me some other things. So on the day that I changed my food, she told me something else that was really, really helpful. She told me that each day to start by focusing on gratitude and abundance and to really be in that energy. And She told me to go buy the book by Abraham and Esther Hicks on manifestation. And so I thought I did that. 
you know, this was 14 years ago. So Amazon wasn't quite as easy to navigate. And I thought I did that, like I Googled or Yahoo'd a book. And I thought that that's what I pressed to buy. But in fact, I ended up buying one of those calendars. It's like, you know, you tear off a page a day. And on that calendar, it had a quote on the front and on the back, it had a place to write your goal, which is what Taylor and I had talked about, like writing your manifestation goal in the present tense. And then it had this place to, in time, put three things that you were going to do that day. And so this is what really started to change things for me. So every morning I would wake up and I would get totally like centered and excited and positive based on just reading this one quote that changed every day. But like I would read a quote and I would just get so inspired. And then I would turn it over and I would write my goal. And at that point, it was all about getting healthy. And I would write it in the present tense. So it would change. Some days I would write like, I am strong and lean and can run after my kids for years to come. Some days it would be a little bit more vain, I'm going to admit. And it would be about like, you know, I'm strong and lean and look great in a bathing suit, like whatever, but they changed from day to day, but they were basically the same. And then I would choose three things that I was doing that day to move me toward that. And sometimes they were the same too. It's like, I'm going to have a smoothie. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to go to this yoga class. That was the other thing I promised her. I would do yoga daily. So there was like, that's movement. But to me, that's also meditation. So I did that. And it was really, really impactful. And I started basically a new morning practice where I would read the quote and then I would turn the page over and write my goal in the present tense and what I wanted in a positive way, right? And then I would write these three things. And what was so interesting to me is that I was basically adding extra things. Like before all this, I didn't know how to cook. I felt like I was more impatient. I definitely didn't do yoga every day. I definitely spent a lot of time in a more negative mindset. And so as I spent time on all these things, literally time expanded. So I was spending more time and time was expanding at the same time. And I literally went from a person who could barely get out of bed in the morning and had no time for myself, right? Because that yoga class was really the first time I took that amount of time ever. And I went from that to somebody who could do all these things so much more efficiently and joyfully. And work felt great. And I was going to yoga and I was showing up so much more present to my kids and my husband. And it just, everything felt like it was working. And so this practice of this sheet, I did it actually in terrible pages for like three years. I just kept buying a new calendar with different quotes on the front that were inspirational. And then as a designer, eventually I made my own page. And so it's gone through a number of iterations. What Actually, we're going through another iteration right now, which I'm super excited about because I've been working with this page for so long with hundreds of women. And it's like, what's the next phase? What's the next way that we can really feel like time is working in our favor? And so you can try this process yourself. It's really simple. And I'm just going to give you a way that you could just even do it on a post-it note, okay? So first of all, you just need to find a way to get centered, right? Whether that's, it could be three deep breaths, I think is the easiest way to do that. Reading a quote is also another great thing. And then set your own affirmation or goal 
the one that really today is going to support your future self. So really think about that. You know, you can have a work one, you can have a health one. I flop back and forth often, but like, what's the thing that's really pulling you forward today? And remember to write it in the present tense. That's really important, right? So mine was, I am healthy and strong and full of energy. Was that 100% true on day three of my journey? No, (laughs) but that's what I was coming to believe. If you don't believe at all your thing, I also like sometimes adding, I am becoming someone, a woman who is healthy and strong and full of energy, or I am becoming someone who can write a book, right? That can be really helpful in believing. And then list three things that you'll do today to support your affirmation and Note when you'll do them. So you're writing them down and you're also deciding when you'll do them. And if you're the kind of person who always has a phone in hand, just set a reminder so that it's even less pressure to remember when. It's like a reminder goes off that says, drink my water, or a reminder goes off, says, send that email to that person. And you've decided these three things. And this two things, these three things, like the getting centered, writing your goal and deciding three things, like this is really the foundation of the today page. So the today page also includes space for gratitude to put your three things into time along with other things that might be happening in the day. So it expands on your three things. It has a space for the food that you're going to eat and the habits you're working on and a few other things. And we have a class about that. So you can check that out in the show notes as well. I'm actually, if you're listening to this live, it's being taught live, but it's also, you can listen to it whenever you hear this, you can go listen to the class and get the today page. And it's deliberately simple. And it's deliberately merges the feminine and the masculine together. So the feminine is that centered visioning energy. The masculine is deciding and putting in time. And the feminine is really letting yourself be pulled forward instead of pushing and hustling. Like that's what we don't need to do anymore. And the today page really brings all that together. And often, you know, the page exists in the flow planner, But often I even print mine out and I just recycle them at the end of the day. That's what I did for all those three years. I just recycled them at the end of the day. I definitely, at the end of a 90-day cycle, recycle my flow planner too. I'm not a big saver of those things anymore. It's like that time has passed. What's next? And the reason I'm sharing this page first, I talk a lot about setting goals and living into your future self. And we'll cover all of that on these little episodes or these shorter episodes, I should say. But this page, it really has helped me to move forward, to keep in motion, like, but not in a hustle way, in a kind way, in a way that's really respectful of where I am in my cycles and my season at any given moment. So I use it as I'm recovering from surgery. I use it when I'm in a huge launch week. I use it when I need to take a vacation week and just focus on being and space for my health. And I use it when I'm focusing on a week that's filled with work. So it doesn't have to be about when life is hard or full. You can use it for when you want life to be empty. 
And it's beautiful in all the different ways to help you really follow through. So I hope this serves you. I hope you love this and this tool really works. And definitely go check out the show notes and come sign up for the class. If you're listening to this in real time or anytime, you'll see what our next workshop is. You can go to plansimple.com slash workshop and you can join us live. And I would love to see you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in just two days, which is so exciting. And then again next week. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.